Hello, V. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hi, Shen. Thanks for having me today. Sure. I'm excited to talk to you. And uh, you have a very interesting story that you're here to share with us and to tell about your, you know, travels and how you're living life in a van now as a van life nomad traveling Canada and, you know, thereabouts with your beautiful dog, Marco, and what it's been like yeah. for you to go on this journey and, you know, reach different levels of self-actualization and self-knowledge and self-deepening and just spending a beautiful amount of time in nature. And uh, it, it's a really wonderful story. And, you know, people can find it in your book. It's called Living Through Alchemy and uh, it's available. We'll put links in the description, but it's a really great read for anyone who's interested. And um, yeah, so let's sort of start at the beginning. How did you make your way to this path of becoming a, a van life nomad? Okay, so um, I was actually interested in like kind of like minimalism and simple lifestyle. And um, at the time I was living in Vietnam. So the backstory of that was um, I wasn't really interested in living a normal corporate life anymore because of all the uh, crumble uh, and the stress that it happened to me in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So back then, um, I had a life just like everyone else, right? Um, just a normal life, living uh, like nine to six job. I went to university, graduated, got a job, got a really good job in Boston, Um but I wasn't really happy with it. I was just really stressed. And the day-to-day -day life was like, I was just questioning, like, what the heck was, <laughs> am I doing? Like, what? why am I here? Like, I wasn't happy about anything with everything that I was doing at the time. And my boss was constantly harassing me. Um, and because I was in the U.S. as an H1B so as an H1B, um, you are only in the country per employment. Mm -hmm. So it's like your employment status has to be dependent on um, employer. So in a way, it kind of allow the employer to take advantage of you and to do whatever. Um, and what, what exactly were you working as at the time? So I was working as a clinical engineer in a hospital in Boston, and it was kind of related to my field, but it wasn't really into my expertise because I was more into uh, personal, um, sorry, more like product development for mm -hmm. medical devices and research, like research and development. But my task was more about doing um, networking and uh, like hooking the lines for routers and switches in the hospital, which was like super boring for me and I couldn't stand it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it so sounds great. <laughs> You yeah, know, and it was like I wasn't really interested in IT and computer either because um, when I was in grad school at Cornell University, I was uh, very interested in um, 
product development, and we actually had a really cool prototype for uh, treating TMJ, like pain management for TMJ. And we were very successful uh, at that. And I kind of want to continue the project and kind of go on the same train. But isn't H1B worker um, is very difficult to get a job, not just like, um, it was not just because you have to do everything um, according to your job, but more like you have to do what the employer wants you to do. So it's it's very difficult to get what you actually love to do. Um, so at the time I was interested in medical devices um, and also uh, cell therapies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I couldn't really get, I thought the job would be really interesting because I was working with medical devices, but not technically on the product development, <laughs> more like just kind of like monitoring them, um, right. just hooking the, the, the cable lies and more like dealing with the switches and stuff. And um, and so the job was really repetitive and really boring for me. And not only that, like having a difficult boss, but just kind of like everything was putting too much pressure and too much stress on me. And the fact that because I didn't love my job, then um, they kind of pressure me. If you don't do it the way that we want it, like you may lose your job. And if I lose my job, I would have to go back to Vietnam because I don't have the visa to stay in the U.S., you know. So at the time I was already in the U.S. for like 12 years because I came there for high school and I stayed for um, on the way into my graduate and in the between I was also doing some other jobs as well and so uh, you know I, I came to the U.S. when I was 17 and I lived there for like 12 years so I kind of consider it as my home mm-hmm. um, so I was kind of like carrying on the the belief of like the American dream, you know, like having like a, a stable life and um, the white picket fence house. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and along the way, I actually thought that if I keep getting more degrees, I keep getting high degrees, higher status, uh, and just please everyone, please all my bosses, there'll be they they would give me my green card status, which to me at the time that was freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, I that was the status that I was chasing, but under light of it all, it was the freedom that I wanted. And the reason I wanted that freedom was because um I, I realized that I wanted to travel. I wanted to travel the world. And that was my dream since childhood. Um, but I couldn't do that as a Vietnamese citizen. So when everything was kind of starting to crumble, I happened to read the book, The Alchemist, Mm. and and that's kind of like reignited my passion for traveling. And not just that, I actually met a nomad in person in Boston. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Divine timing. Yes, exactly. But he happened to be like, um, he happened to be a British and he had already traveled for like six, seven years at that time, um, wow. just hopping around the world. And he was, he was sharing so many cool stories about traveling. And I'm like, this is what I really want to do, you know. 
Um, and so eventually everything did fall apart for me in the U.S. And I was uh, devastated because I was like, I don't know where I would go from here. Like, and I just keep questioning, was this really my life purpose? Is it like, is it it? Like, I, like, deep down, I felt like there was something more for me. Like, mm-hmm. I just felt like the life that I lived back then wasn't really authentic. It wasn't really me. It was more like just do everything that everyone asked me to do. Just keep carrying on. Just keep climbing on the the corporate um, ladder and, you know, getting to the the green card because you have to stay on uh, H-1B visa for six years in order to get the green card if they like you. Right. <laughs> it's such a crazy <laughs> system, right? It, it is. And I was like, I have to get everyone to like to me and I hated my job so much. Um, and so eventually I, I just like, I, I just couldn't carry it anymore. And the reason I did it was because um not only because I wanted that freedom, but I also wanted to make my family proud. And, you know, I also wanted to have some kind of status because it's kind of, it's kind of cool status to say like, oh, I'm a engineer for like this, this hospital, you know, because um, yeah. it's a very prestigious hospital in the U.S. And um, so when, when all of that started to fall like I questions a lot about my life and I was like I and I just told myself if I could redo my life differently like what would I do like Mm -hmm. what is it that I really want right now and so when that book of the alchemist came to me um, not only it reignited my passion for traveling but it's also get me to question my heart like what is it that my heart actually desire? Like, like how can, and I learned so much about um, listening to my desire and following, having the courage to follow it. Yeah. I mean, it's a really hard thing to do, right? Because very often we do get stuck in other people's dreams and expectations of us. And whether that's our family or our friends or the society we live in, it's very easy to just be like, well, yeah, this is what I got to do. This is what everyone tells me. You know, they teach it to us at school. It's like, you have to. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's like, what you have to lose kind of like everything. When I get to like, the rock bottom you know I lost everything that I had in the U.S. Um, that, that, that was actually when I started to listen mm-hmm. because I see that a lot of people were like in my situation um, it's very hard for people to let go of yeah. that started especially something that you built for a decade you know yeah, um, everything like I paid probably a couple hundred thousand dollars for my degrees two degrees in the U.S. (laughs) Um, and so I was like are you willing to give up all of that and so a lot of people are having a really hard time to letting go of um 
the lifestyle that they they thought it would be good for them because you know there's already so much investment mm-hmm. um that put into the time and the effort and so I can really understand the pressure but like only when you hit the rock bottom when you kind of go into the blank slate then I think that's is then you can start like questioning and realize um, you can build a different foundation and um, and you can do things differently like whether you still want to do to live the life that you live or go on a different track and living a different life that is more authentic and that is more aligned to who you are and, and what you really want to be and what you really want to do in the world. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think you you put it beautifully in the book when you talk about you know building a house on sand versus building your house on rock, you know, and having that established foundation. Where if you don't have that proper foundation of it's what you want to do and it feels right and it's connected to your inner being and your inner you know truth, then you can keep trying to build and build and secure and secure and secure, but it's a shaky foundation and it's, you know, tremendously unpleasant at times. And, you know, you're just living other people's version of you and and you're not being authentic to yourself. And it's unfortunate that it sometimes does take everything being taken from you uh, to have to realize that and be given that opportunity to change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I see that happens to a lot of people and not just me, you know, but it's it's all nailed down to the choices that you make. Because I see many people, it's like, I have to do everything I can to going back to that old life that I wanted, you know, but some other, but some other people is like, no, this is not for me anymore. And I want something else different. Um, So it's, it's all really about um, the level of indoctrination and and um, and the clinging um, back to the the life that we taught that we were taught how it's supposed to be like and it's kind of hard to imagine it otherwise and it's also very difficult to um, to really face your fear when you hit that rock bottom. And I, I think a lot of people are avoiding that as well. And I've seen it um, from many of my friends, actually. Yeah. Like I, I've seen a lot of people who were in my situations and and they chose in a different ways that I did. So that's kind of brought me into... Um, the understanding of alchemy because like the first phase is like is is one of the hardest phase I think because that's how I see that happens to a lot of people but majority of people want to um hold back to like what they thought it would be or the life that they 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 they, they thought it would be and so few people um uh, that that kind of want to go in a different route, and that's the reason why I wanted to share my story in this book. And I was like, "Hey, there's there's a different route, and maybe you can like sit down, and listen to your heart, and um and and feel and realize your desire. Maybe there, there's a different option, and it could and and it could be uh, a much better options for you in life." 
Yeah, and I think you're right because that fear is real, right? That fear of the unknown, of going against what seems safe and normal and what everyone else is doing. And, you know, it feels like you're taking a huge risk. And in some sense you are, but if you're following, you know, your inner guidance and your inner voice, then as, you know, you are, are a perfect example of that, like it leads you to only beautiful places. Not that it won't be challenging at times and difficult and, you know, you can't really get away from that, but you're at least doing it on your own path, right? And the challenges are are much easier to overcome in the sense that because you're doing it for you, right? And you trust your inner strength and your inner courage and your inner guidance such that you're not fearful of everyone else's everything and judgments and you know this and that and you know if you can get past that then it's a open world and it's totally free right yeah exactly and i i think like looking back then i was like my fear of sharing was actually my biggest fear and after i after I overcome that and I was like, I can overcome like some auto fears. It's like if you already overcome this mountain and I was like, I've done it. I can go climb other mountains. You know, it's kind of like building up your muscles and um, and some other obstacles. I wouldn't say that is easier, but it's like you already have the experience that how it feels like for you to overcome a certain things it just gives you more confidence to um continue overcome all the challenges in your life and i i think that's the beauty of it and that's the beauty of alchemy that i wrote in the book because at every stage it presents different challenges Mm -hmm. but the higher you go to the upstage and the up level, um, not that there's no challenge, it still continues to get bigger and bigger, but like you have more tools, you have more confidence to um, overcome these challenges, even though it feels like really big, you know? So that's where it has to go up the ladders from there. And um, and so in, in the societies, I feel like most people just keep going in, in circles in different stages of alchemy because you can't really get stuck in there like most most of the time in the first stage and in the second stage because it's so hard for us to face our fear and to have the courage overcoming it yeah so i think before we we carry on how about we just give a little overview of of what alchemy is and and what it means to you and how you kind of like apply it in your life. And, you know, just like a general sense, because, you know, historically alchemy has been looked at as like a sort of primitive science of trying to convert metals into gold, right? And the theory behind it in, I think it was, was it like the middle ages or the Renaissance period or something like that, where there were a bunch of scientists who basically were like, well, if everything's made up of atoms and all chemical substances are made up of, you know, uh, protons and neutrons and electrons, if you can add a few protons and neutrons and electrons to a metal or take some away, then you can get gold and you can be rich, right? And that was yeah. kind of how it was seen for a long time. But then up, in, I think, I don't know exactly when it started, but I know Carl Jung was a big influence in finding yeah. the 
sort of psychological and spiritual side of it, which uses the alchemical process of transmutation, of changing things and evolving and becoming something, you know, beautiful and bright like gold, uh, is used as a kind of structural output. I mean, a structural analogy for, you know, a human's life, right? And what it means in each of the phases. So how many stages are there? So there's seven stages of alchemy. So the first stage is called calcination. And that's the stage is kind of like everything burned out in the materialistic world. And then the next stage is called the dissolution. Mm -hmm. So this is the stage where you have to deal with your emotional baggage, um, learning about your subconscious, like everything that dealing with a childhood trauma, um, uh, relationship issues. So often it's going to be brought up in the dissolution stage. And the next stage is the separation. Um, so this is the stage that is kind of like everything that is corrupted in the previous stage is now further separated. So it's further purifying. So this is the stage about like learning um, spirituality, learning about um like disengage from the material world so you can start taking step going into the spiritual world learning about the spiritual world and now at the conjunction is where while you have already learned about the spiritual world now it kind of like um reconnect that uh to the earthly world so that's mm-hmm. kind of like the conjunction stage um and then after that is the fermentation. Now, after the, the re- reuniting of the spiritual and the, the, this is the first day of the spiritual and the earthly world. And then the fermentation is like a further refining, pur- purifying process. Um, anything that is uh, impure in the previous stage from the conjunction. And then you go into the distillation. So distillation is um, the next step of the purifying or refining uh, further the impurity of whatever that you have um, in the middle or like basically in your in yourself um, to the pure stage. Mm-hmm. And now to the coagulation is the highest stage of alchemy. This is where that you can actually access the spiritual world like whenever so that's just like you get to to be the alchemist you know in the book uh the alchemist by paulo coelho so he explained this this is where santiago actually was able to control the weather he could call on the wind um and he 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 could change the weather so that, that that's just kind of the stage of coagulation because you can access that spiritual world and you can bring everything that you learn from there down to us that's the coagulation so it's kind of like the rejoining is similar to the conjunction but in a higher uh, elevation higher vibration so those are the stages of alchemy now so the main goal of alchemy is on about transformation from transmutation. And that means refining anything that is corruptible, anything that is impure, 
um, within ourselves. Mm-hmm. So lead is kind of like a heavier metal than gold, right? So that that's why it's not a precious as gold. So it's same as us um, because we carry so much um, indoctrination and um, negative beliefs when we um, not when we were born, but when we were raised in this society. Mm-hmm. Um, by our culture, um, by our family. So th- those beliefs make us impure as a person. So the process of go- going, the process of alchemy is to letting go all of these baggage that we carry within ourselves. And through these stages, we learn about who we are. And so it's like the, the the process of returning home within mm-hmm. yourself, but in uh in a pure way. Um, that along the way you get to raise your vibration as a being. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this process of alchemy, it's because alchemy is in everything. Because the world and the universe is forever expanding and evolve. Um. So is we as humans. So everything um, can be transmuted or can be transformed. And that's what I said in the book. Um, the process of the, the caterpillar turned into a butterfly. That's the process of alchemy as well. Because it's not just like a whole big circle goal of of transformation but it happens in everything even in ourselves in our daily life like just like when you have um when you face the situation that kind of make you upset or like trigger you you kind of have to carry through those stages Mm -hmm. um in order to resolve your current uh problems or circumstance in order to get to the next level for instance. Otherwise you get stuck. Exactly. So it's like the process of alchemy. If you think of it, it's like, it's like the circle in the seed of life. Mm -hmm. Or in the flower of life. It's like the small circle within the bigger circles, but like multiple small circles that make the bigger circles. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So there's many different levels of alchemy that happens all around us. It's like if you observe nature, if you observe your emotion and everything, because everything has to transmute. Mm-hmm. Um, because the transmutation is part of change. Like, because um, everything has to change, right? So change is the only constant. And that's why alchemy always happens like all around us. Mm-hmm. So when we are aware of this concept, um, then we will be able to look at everything that happened to us in a third perspective or in the higher perspective and we don't get stuck in that victim mentality like oh like everything happened to me like poor me poor me you know and so like when when you understand that concept like me this is just very unnatural process that happens to everyone and everything then um what when when we look at from a different perspective then we can ask ourselves um like what am i supposed to learn here mm-hmm. like what can i do to uh change the situation 
interaction and transmute this circumstance from one form to another. And that's how we grow and that's how we transform from one being into another being. And that's how we shed all the layers on the baggage within ourselves. Yeah. And and I think it's such a beautiful framework for understanding, you know, humanity and how we change and evolve and yeah, sorry. <laughs> What's happening? No? One second. All good? She she said I have to wear a mask. Oh. In the really? room. Why? Yeah. In- it's a private room. How do they even know? Do they have cameras? I don't know. It's creepy. And she said, no drink, and I have my water bottle with me. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to put my mask on. Okay. So for those who don't know, V is uh, in a public library in Halifax, and apparently uh, in her private room, she's being told that she must wear a mask and she's not allowed to drink because, (laughs) you know, the world's a little bit crazy right now. So we'll... Yeah. We'll see so how the, this the, goes. The, this is, I, I don't know, you can still hear me okay. Yeah. So this is kind of part of the van life. Right? So I have to go to uh, get a private room in the library to have stable Wi-Fi to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's all good. I, we can still yeah, hear you. Yeah. <laughs> It's so crazy. I mean, what does she want? I mean, you're in a private room. There's no one around you. Uh, anyway, yeah. let's we, we we won't fuss about it. Um, we'll, we'll just continue. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, like I was saying, I think that you know, alchemy is a wonderful framework for understanding change in the world, and particularly within ourselves, because as you said, and and as you mentioned in the book, like change in life is constant, right? And you can resist that change or you can go with it and learn from it and use it as a platform to evolve and to become a better, you know, person, a a better being, to be more compassionate and empathetic and, you know, self-understanding towards yourself and, you know, towards the rest of the world. Because when you sort of take that step back and you see things through that higher perspective of, yeah, everyone's going to go through change. And you know what change means? Change means challenge, right? Because challenge, evolution requires challenge. That's how things evolve is you get faced up against barriers and obstacles and you got to use your strength and use your knowledge and whatever else of the tools that you have available to you to overcome those challenges. And when you do, new things that you didn't know you had emerge out of you right and new skills or you strengthen some of your already existing skills and you become you know a a better a more evolved person because of it and so i think it, it is a tremendous tool and i really like the you know staged approach where and and you talk about this a lot in your book like you take us through the whole process and journey that you've been on in the framework of alchemy and and you incorporate really cool elements of tarot and of hermeticism and you know quotes from like rumi and uh you know other brilliant sort of spiritual thinkers or whatever whatever you want to call them and it, it just shows how you know finding this al- this alchemical process and using it as a framework to understand the experiences you've been through really helped you to understand what was going on and to be able to work through these challenges that you were faced with which were 
you know, understandably extraordinarily difficult, you know, without understating anything. I mean, you know, your whole life had been uprooted because you had done this whole uh, amazing time in the US and you felt like it was your home. And then you had this, you know, really terrible experience at at your job, even though you're highly qualified as a biomedical engineer and, um, you know, you still didn't get your green card. And then you had to move back to Vietnam and sort of start over, right? That that was your your rock bottom, as you said. And uh, that's where your now, the journey that you're on now really began, right? After a several months of depression and frustration, um, you kind of got that insight into yourself to be like, okay, well, now I have an opportunity to reinvent what's happening, right? And then through that, you made your way to Canada. And I mean, it's a long story and it's a good read for it, all those who are interested. And you made your way to Canada and to travel around. And um, so I was just going to say, like, as you walk us through that process in your book, uh, what I really also liked about it was that, you know, you have these journal prompts in your book, right? <laughs> Where as you explain how you went through these transformative stages, you like ask us as the reader to go through it as well, right? Which I think mm-hmm. is is very special because that's how you show it's like, oh no, this isn't just some theoretical this or that or whatever. It's like, no, these are very practical tools. Sure, they have a spiritual or psychological, I mean, spiritual basis, but um, it doesn't matter because they're practical if you th- allow yourself to think about them that way, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... So it is very interesting, and alchemy is a brilliant, I don't know, what, what framework is the, is the only word I can think of other than science, but I mean, mm-hmm. I guess some people would object to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually science. Um, yeah. Well, if you think of it, everything is really science because um, it's kind of like, well, because it's processing, you know, like I, I'm very left brain. Um, mm-hmm. Because I was trained as an engineer, so anything with the process and step to step is kind of like um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can understand that yeah. very well. Um, but I I would like to remark another beauty of alchemy is that like as you go through pass through all of these stages, so my mask having a hard time staying on. <laughs> you don't have to worry um, for me. I mean, we'll see if that lady comes so, back and shouts at you again. <laughs> I'm just gonna have a beard. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's like, like as we go through the stages, what I realize is that um, you have so much more peace, and you feel so much more freedom within yourself. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's less things that actually trigger you because they're already like all of that really burned away mm-hmm. or washed away through the previous stages so when you go through life and when you already go through all of these challenges you realize oh life is good like I don't have that much that actually trigger me anymore you know yeah. and um and you feel so much happier inside as a person so even though the challenge that you face at the current stage it can be really big but um you feel so much more at ease knowing that you already been through so much and like i 
I need to continue on. And it takes a lot of commitment to go through to the later stages because you we can actually easily get stuck in the middle stage. And like um like we, we think that we already finished, that we already get to the finish line, you know. So that's another beauty of alchemy, understanding that this process of evolution is um, forever ending is mm-hmm. part of the universe and universe is always ever expanding or contracting it can go either way um so it, it is infinity the process mm-hmm. is infinity but along the way um you will always have challenges you will always have problems but at the same time you also gain so much more peace and freedom within yourself mm-hmm. that's what i find um I wouldn't say that I don't have challenge right now, but I can say that after going through all these stages is um it it it's actually give me a lot more confidence and I get the chance to practice all the tools that I learn and be more self-aware. Mm-hmm. So that's where it actually get a little bit easier, even though there are only challenges out there. Yeah. And it's you're never getting away from challenge in life right until you die basically it's just a matter of how you learn to deal with challenges and you know the the way life seems to go is the better you get at it the more difficult the challenges are going to be but if you are able to view it as you you've been describing from that sort of you know self understanding of i can handle this or even if i don't know how I know that I'll figure it out or, you know, things will work out in my favor. I'll figure out what it means. I mean, you know, even just to look at your situation, like on the one hand, you know, you could have looked at your experience in the U.S. as this catastrophic thing that had happened to you and ruined your life, right? And I guess there is some truth to that. But at the same time, what that really did was that was just the step before or maybe two steps before you getting to this place now where you get to live your dream and and travel the world right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and maybe if you hadn't gone through all of that in the u.s you wouldn't have done that maybe if things had gone okay and you didn't have to lose everything to find it maybe you would have just had this sort of like continuous existence of like what if what if you know i never got to do it i never tried or maybe Mm -hmm. not i mean it's a little hard to speculate because it could have been anything right yeah Um, so that's what I think yeah the choices are so important just like Mm. I think our choices are actually our powers um, because you can create different realities yeah depends on what choice that you make and so that's why um, having like an awareness is changes your thoughts because it changes the perspective when your thoughts change you would make different actions and from different actions you make different choice mm-hmm. and you learn exactly exactly um so that's why i think having understanding the concepts of alchemy is so important and is imperative because it helps you to look at things in a different perspective. It yeah. helps you to know that, oh, there's actually different options for me out there and what choice do I want to make? And the thing is, like having courage is another 
different topic because like you can see oh this is the choice I know mm-hmm. that this is choice but whether do I want to go there because it's so hard you yeah. know like if I just stay in my comfort zone it would be so much easier for me life would be so much easier but then you're not going to grow from there you can't stay in your comfort zone but you can grow in order to grow you have to get out of your comfort zone um And so, but to get out of comfort zone, it requires you to trust mm-hmm. and have faith and surrender. Yeah. <laughs> It's, so th- there's so many different elements there. But how can you trust if you don't know what this choice is going to lead? Yeah. So that's the trust and the faith, right? Is that it will work out? Mm-hmm. That's something that I learned so much. <clears throat> from my nomadic life, from mm-hmm. my land life, because every day is really different. You don't like. I don't know what the weather is going to be today. I don't know where I'm going to be today. Yeah. Um. So there's just a lot of uncertainty. So, like as you can see in this pandemic, when people face certainty, like how chaotic it is, right? Like everyone gets freaked out and everyone is scared. Yeah. And so that's. That's the reality of the world we live in right now because we are all so afraid of facing the unknown, so afraid of getting out of our comfort zone to actually see the truth of what it is. Yeah. So in order to us to evolve as a collective, we have to get out of that place of our comfort zone and have to face a lot of uncertainty. Everything is going to be okay, knowing that we are going to get there. And so, the way that I manifest thing is that I just know that um, no matter what happens, like I'm, I'm gonna be okay. Uh, yeah. So it's like having the trust is so essential um, when you get into that phase of uncertainty um, and just surrender to it like just let the flow push you just go yeah. and float on the river <laughs> yeah ride the river of life don't try and swim upstream you know yeah, exactly exactly so i i think in a way this uh van life this nomadic life has helped me to understand so much about alchemy and spirituality as well um and and I I feel like I kind of have this advantage uh, more than other people for that mm-hmm. reason in order to practice my faith um, and to learn how to trust and knowing when to surrender. Yeah. You, 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 like sometimes you feel like, should I give up? So give up is different with surrender. Surrender is like, feel like, oh, I'm, I'm online, just let, life push me wherever it needs to go uh, but giving up is kind of like um, I don't want to do this anymore you know like like want to go on a different track so um, yeah it's it, it like to like living this lifestyle has given me to understand um, alchemy and spirituality in a much deeper level haven't i gone to van life um or living this nomadic life i don't think i would have gotten here 
I don't yeah. think I would get to this point. I would stay stuck in that comfort zone. I don't know. I I may feel like very depressed yeah. <laughs> being an engineer, like getting another uh, office job. Um, and yeah, I I don't know where life would be, but that's that's the beauty of making bold choices and living authentically. Yeah. Um and whether we have the courage to make that choice and once we have the courage do we have enough faith do we have enough trust uh can we actually surrender yeah you know all, all, all of these steps that it require from you to go through the different stages of alchemy and the thing is like when you go through these stages um Make sure that you get a lot of help. Like, I don't think anyone would be able to do that alone, for sure. Like, you're yeah. going to need a lot of coaches and mentors and uh, guys to 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 get you through these uh, stages as well. And, of course, from friends and family who actually understand you and can support you. Because, um, for me, I'm like a black sheep in my family. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no one really understands me. So it's very hard for me to kind of like explain to my family and have them to support me. They still support me in a level that they can, but to explain on this spiritual process with them, that's impossible. Like yeah. they can never get it. Um, but they have supported me through this book. They didn't agree with me leaving the van life, but they now supporting me as well you know they don't really complain anymore about me yeah. leaving the van life. <laughs> and and if you hadn't had the courage to you know go against so to speak what your family wanted for you then you wouldn't be here and you know i, I think you're right it, it takes a tremendous amount of courage and the lifestyle that you've been living now for for what three three years four years or something like that five years I Three and a half, three years and nine months. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time, relatively yeah. speaking. But, yeah. you know, you're right, because if you don't have that courage and that faith that things will be okay for you and that trust in the universe or in, in you know, whatever it is that, you, that one trusts in, it's that, I mean, it, it would be... Con perceivably be a nightmare for you because every day you'd be like what's going to happen tomorrow and you'd have all this anxiety and be like where am I going to find a place to park and what happens if this happens and what happens if that happens and what am I doing about my future and what am I going to do about retirement funds and you know all these things that like could easily derail you and take you back to the sort of normal civilized life like that yeah and, and those are real concerns for a lot of people and so it's not like those things aren't real but it's like you know are you prepared to take a leap of faith right and ride the river of life instead of trying to forge it forge your own river and be like i'm i'm gonna force the universe to do what i want it to do and be <laughs> tremendously disappointed when that doesn't work <laughs> because yeah. you, you can't fight rivers it doesn't doesn't go so well for you um, so that's where the work of intuition is really helpful, like to know like when to surrender and when to mm -hmm. trust, right? So listen, listen to that voice. So the way that I learn is that um, just keep going with your passion, mm -hmm. like like knowing what your passion is, and that that's why it is the compass, right, for your life, and mm -hmm. um, just keep going toward that direction. 
Um, and another thing that I want to mention is that um, I kind of have this thought when 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 you were talking, but so um, it's like when we um, go through these stages. So I was talking about um, just and surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, another the an, another beauty of van life is about being healed in nature. Mm. So that's a part that has that's been a big big part for me in van life and how it's helped me to carry through uh, the different stages because. Have I not like go back in nature um, and just kind of like go retreat? Like whenever I get triggered a lot, um, whenever I feel really stressed out or very unhappy or very angry, um, I go and retreat alone by myself. I stay away from a lot of people. It's a good move. So that's a flex of van life for me and during um so during that process there's so much healing taking place and i didn't really understand grounding Mm -hmm. i didn't really understand so much the healing of nature i was just kind of like doing it like um naturally and later on i learned that when um when you go into nature and I was in BC at that time, there's so much nature in BC, you know? Um, So if you you can get lost um, really in BC, there's so many beautiful places. And um, I just sometimes just go soak my feet uh, in the water, in the ocean or the lake and just go on hikes. So later on, I realized that when I was doing that, there's a lot of healing taking place in terms of grounding, like more of us kind of just cleanse on your energy. Um, because like when you go soak your feet, they it, the water actually cleans your your energy and just draw on your negativity from there and you feel really good and refreshed afterward. Mm-hmm. Um and so I was just kind of guided intuitively going to this van life without knowing what I was facing again so what kind of challenges like I would go into right right um and because I just love being in nature so much I didn't know how healing that was I just kind of like go with my feelings and so listen to that inner voice that intuition um that's how it gets you to overcoming these stages yeah and if you yeah, listen to it, it takes you where you need to go, right? Exactly. It leads you to where you need to be in order to be more aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you let so many voices getting in your head uh, from your families, from your friends telling you, you can't do this and you can't do that, it goes against your intuition. Yeah. So like, in order to listen to your intuition, you need to like shut everything out and just stay quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't know that, but I kind of like 
intuitively doing that because I could I just couldn't stand everything around me anymore. Um, I couldn't stand every on the judgment, everything that people was telling me. So there was a period of time, uh, even before van life, I just shut everything out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really shut everything out. <laughs> And I was like, what is it like I really wanted to do? Um, and so when you you are able to do that, when you shut all the voices in like from the outside the, on the external noise, mm-hmm. it would be so much easier to know what is your intuition, like what is your passion, like what you want to do, what is the next step is. Um, so that's yeah, stay in the silence, stay in stay in the gap I think um, and that would really help you to carry through all the challenges and get getting through the stages of alchemy yeah and I think that's so important too right and it's not something that we sort of practice regularly in our western civilizations because you know the the sort of focus is on productivity and do as much as you can and uh, you know never a moment of silence and even when it's not at like a job or anything like that. I mean, you know, our phones have, you know, our attention for, you know, probably 90% plus of our free time, right, is we're just focused on other things. And, you know, I've thought about this a lot. And I think that part of that comes from this fear of being alone with your thoughts, right, Uh that a lot of people have. And fear because a lot of the time, you know, our thoughts are very anxious, or anxiety provoking or depressing or enraging because we're holding on to so much of, you know, these judgments and and fears and all these things that we sort of project onto ourselves about the future and the past. And, you know, none of it's really happening in the present moment. It's, it's all a projection in our head. And so if you take time to sit like, you know, as you would in meditation or by going for a walk or being in nature is, is the best way to do it. Um, then there's that fear then like, oh, I'm going to be overwhelmed by my head, right? But really, like once you try it, you realize that, oh, actually you can kind of quieten all those voices or at least not pay much attention to them anymore. And I think you're right because nature does something miraculous to us that we don't quite know how to conceptualize. At least I haven't found any way to do so of when you're in nature, particularly when you're not around other people, right and and you're by yourself or maybe with one other person but you're not really talking you're just taking in everything um you kind of get this perspective shift on yourself and of and on life because when you're in a city or a town or something like that it's so easy to get caught up thinking that the whole world is you know exactly like how it is in my experience in life right now and it's all so human focused and you know, mm-hmm. everything seems so important and all these projects and things like that, they seem like the most important thing. And to, I mean, you know, they, they are important and I'm not saying that everyone must just give up everything, but what nature does is it gives you perspective of like, oh, actually the world has been here for millions of years before me and it will be for millions of years after. And I'm just a little part of that. And it's not so serious the things that are happening to me and to, you know, whatever is happening. I mean, it's relatively important, but it's not as important as we sort of 
tend to make it seem to ourselves, right? At least yeah. that's been that's been my experience of it. And yeah, and the sort of like the vibe and the energy you get of being in nature is very different because it's uh, it, it's also not as like discrete and defined like city cities are. You know, cities mm-hmm. are very like geometric and. Mm-hmm. Uh, straight lines everywhere and grids and you can see and identify and you know everything and you go into a forest and you're like there's so much shit happening here right now like i don't yeah. even know which of these things on the floor are living and which aren't and how come there's life coming out of all these dead things and you know there's a billion different species of animals and insects and trees and plants that are all existing perfectly you know and i mean they eat each other and they do things like that but there's a you know a beauty about it that you don't really find in the city unless you're in a park or something like that right yeah yeah and so i find the way that i look at it is like there's so much pollution in the city not just you know air pollution water pollution um but energetically there's yeah, a lot of pollution like, because like it's, mental pollution Exactly, the mental pollution. And so often we pick up on that because mm-hmm. we are energetic being. And so we can be bombarded by other people's thoughts, other people's vibration. So it's a lot harder to keep your vibration high in mm-hmm. the city. And that is my experience. Like when I go into nature, I feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> and when I go to the city, I was like, I... I observe my mood, my emotion, and it's like it goes way down like this, and it can get very quick. So I get a little bit more sensitive now with energy. Mm. Um, so I I can feel the difference very significantly. Um, now it's kind of hard for me to stay in nature long, like in my vein, because it's getting cold in the winter time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really possible because I need amenity and, and different facilities in a city. But um, but yeah, that's the reason why um when you go into nature is so healing because it's it's just refreshing and the energy is so much purer because you don't get bombarded by other people energy. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it, it's like because it's refreshing and so is um you feel like more yourself. Um that that's what I'm finding because it's really interesting that I had never considered myself to be a writer. But ever since I live in my vein, I go retreat in nature a lot, especially when I I know that I'm somewhere secluded and remote. Words just kind of like come through me. Wow. Very interesting, like poems or like words just like somehow just pops out of me. And that's how I started writing poems. Mm. Um, but I'm not like I I never thought of myself being a writer or like an aspiring writer. Honestly, I hated writing <laughs> when I was in college. <laughs> so to say I'm writing a book, it's it's still mind-blowing for me to yeah. say that I actually wrote a book. Um but something but but when you feel more aligned when you feel more authentic to yourself this is where everything just flow through you yeah. um i i heard that from my coach before but i didn't really understand uh what it was actually like to be aligned right and the 
the healing process of nature is kind of purifying you naturally to get you become more authentic of yourself and mm -hmm. that's that's where, that's why if i was just kind of came through me that way um even though i didn't like writing but i am now <laughs> yeah <laughs> now you're a published author you know <laughs> yeah and i just and and that's why i thought um because i never thought of myself to be a writer and i thought like if i was going to write uh what helpful like what can i actually bring it to the world how can i actually help people um that's why i incorporate a lot of questions in my mm -hmm. book um because it's it's not just about my story my story was like to help people to understand our coming but when they understand my story i wanted them to actually reflect on their life journey so they can understand the process a little bit deeper and getting to know where they are in the process um and and so to gain better awareness about themselves and that, yeah. hence the questions and the the journal prompts um because I, I didn't want to just write a book about me. Yeah. <laughs> like what what good is it for for the world and um how it can actually help people? And that that's where I get the inspiration and that's how alchemy comes to be. And it's very interesting that I when I was asked to write the story about my Ben life, um it was the same time I learned about alchemy. So it's kind of meant for me to write it that way um, when I draw the inspiration from. Yeah. That was a time that I discovered alchemy. Well, I knew about alchemists from Paulo Coelho, but I really, I, re I didn't really understand it until I was writing the book, which was just like about a year ago. Mm. Um, so... It, it just came at the time that I was writing my book. And so I had to um, change everything, rewrapped everything. I was like, this is not about Van Lai anymore. This is going to be about alchemy. <laughs> right. And it, it works. And so, yeah, yeah. And that that's how it came to be. And I thought it was just really interesting how you when you become more aligned with the universe like all the synchronicity is going to happen and just flow you through there and so yeah. you just just go along with it yeah and i mean you know fair enough that you don't consider yourself a writer but you wouldn't be able to tell that from reading your book i would have thought that you know you studied writing i mean it it's so well written and you can feel the authenticity when reading it, right? Which I think is sometimes missing from a lot of texts where it just feels like, you know, empty information. Um, yeah, like thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, like maybe it's interesting to know kind of information, but like when you, as you do in your book, when you tell from your experience and you can feel the the, like you know, you can feel the emotion of you going through your journey and you can see the transformation and you can actually be a part of it. Uh, it it's so wonderful and it's such a nice read and I would highly encourage everyone to get it. It's called Living Through Alchemy and it's on Amazon and places like that and it, it's definitely worth reading and it's so special and I'm glad that, uh, you know, you had a great time writing it and that it's been, you know, so 
you know helpful to you and i hope that it you know helps support you in your van life for the rest of your time i mean wouldn't that be wonderful right <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, thank you for saying that because that I I wanted to share that experience because I'm like I wanted people to understand philosophy and the concept of alchemy, um, in a way that um to make them feel relatable so they can visualize what alchemy is like going through the process of alchemy. Uh, going through the process of alchemy and what it actually feel like and look like um, from my experience. And so from there, they can understand a deeper concept of, of alchemy and philosophy of hermetic teaching. And I think all of this knowledge is so essential for our lives like to get through um with what we're facing right now in yeah. the world because um you gotta change after the pandemic because if you stay the way that you were uh we're not gonna be able to move forward right I, and that that's what i'm really hoping this book um can contribute to the world that way to encourage people to step up and change um and get to understand more about alchemy, get to understand more about hematic teaching uh, and have the courage to, to face it and, and go through it because the world really needs us right now like yeah. to step up and, and change and be different and be more authentic because that's the only way for us to gain freedom. Yeah, but the truth is I think that your book is is it goes far beyond alchemy and hermeticism. I think it's a testament to the human spirit, right? And to faith and to connectedness with yourself, with each other and, and with the world and the universe. And, you know, whether you are going to follow the principles of alchemy and hermeticism, which, you know, is great and, and would be wonderful, or you simply take the message from the book that, you know, you need to believe in yourself and believe in the world and see the good things in life and, and find what's beautiful and what's meaningful to you. Um, and you know, how each of us are so special and how we create our realities and how, you know, we shouldn't get bogged down by our fears and, um, anxieties and depressions and things like that. And that you're, you're a, the pinnacle example of that, right? I mean, being a highly successful immigrant engineer, right? Working at, at a highly prestigious job and having all of that mean, you know, not much to you in, yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Uh, I mean, what better example? And then following your intuition and your guidance of your heart to just know where to take you one step at a time, even though you didn't know where it was going. And, you know, I'm sure there were lots of fears that came up, but you moved through that. And as we spoke about, you had that courage and, uh, you know, it, it's just, and look where you are and you're happy and you've been doing it for three years. And, you know, if that's not an inspiration to people to just find their happiness in themselves, right, then what is? And I think that the alchemical process is a, is a brilliant framework for people, um, for those who are interested in understanding the process of their transformation. And so I think that 
the the joining of it was was a really wonderful job and i'm so happy to have been able to have you on the podcast today to share your story and there's so much more we, we could go into i mean you know your dog your wonderful marco <laughs> and <laughs> what it's like living in a it's van about him. yeah 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 um can can I have just a few more minutes? Sure, yeah, to, yeah, please. Um, so if you read the book and you already know that, um, so in the book it's kind of like an open ending, mm-hmm. and that that that's what I I want to clarify, um, because yes, I didn't finish like all the stages of alchemy because it's an ongoing process. Yeah. Um, but the message behind that is that the you don't have to do everything so perfectly in order to share the work with the world, but you can share whatever that you know and whatever that you have mm-hmm. um, in order to help other people behind you. And so I hope that people can see the perfection in the imperfection because it's for me, it is the living stages. I'm still going through it. And the reason why I didn't put everything in the book mm-hmm. is because I may have different perspective and higher perspective in every different stage I go through. So I didn't want to um, uh, corrupt the ideas um, or if that's the stage I'm, go- I'm going through right now, I may not have like a higher view of the lessons I'm learning yet. And so, yeah, the authentic city for me is the most important thing in this mm-hmm. book. I have to share exactly everything that I experienced because if I haven't experienced it, I cannot exactly explain it or share it um, in the most authentic way. And that's why I said an open ending and that means there may be a second book. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. You know, in a few years <laughs> and- when things have progressed and you've moved through more stages and or maybe you know some stages repeat and you get to be an example of that for people of how it doesn't work out perfectly and you know if you fail which is not really failing at any Mm -hmm. point um it's just a it's just a little detour that you need to take yeah everything is the lessons and yeah 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 and there's no real wrong move no no it's like i i think like yeah, like you said, there's no failings. Like, is you fail these failings, these lessons, and that's you gain the wisdom from the lessons, so from failures. So, yeah, it's and part. It's part of the process. Yeah, and life doesn't give up on you, right? Yeah. Like I heard um, Esther Hicks give this analogy of, you know, when you program a destination into your GPS and. Uh, you follow the route a little bit so you're following your inner guidance is the sort of analogy and then you know you take a turn that wasn't scheduled your gps doesn't go oh that's it it's over now you suck everything sucks that you're you're dumb and you might as well give up your journey no it just recalibrates and recalculates the route and you'll get there anyway and you can do it a thousand times and you'll still get there it might take you a little bit longer but that's okay (laughs) i mean what what do we have if not time, right? Yeah. And so well, this, that's, that's how we're all going home. We're all going to the same place. It yeah, just, exactly. Ways. <laughs> that's why I think everyone has different experiences. That's why I cannot say like one size fit all, like one process of alchemy is going to fit all for everyone. But yeah, yeah. like when you understand it and 
like can visualize it and understand what it actually feels like and looks like like you can apply it to your life yeah and do yeah. so do you have a plan now for the next few months where, where you're going to be spending your time not exactly but just you know are you going to be traveling more or are you hampering I, down I, for the winter somewhere no i i have to anchor down in the winter because this winter i heard it's going to be pretty tough so i would have to rent a place so i'm looking to move in a new place for like a couple months mm -hmm. um until everything fall out then i'm going to be back in my van again and hopefully going to be a new adventure but until then um there's going to be a lot of prep work for the book and i don't know what it was gonna come come so i'm kind of like yeah. an open book <laughs> you know whatever inspires me at the moment and what i feel like doing um yeah. so i i always keep myself open that's yeah. fantastic yeah well listen uh thank you again it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and i wish you nothing but success on your journey not that you need it as you know it's going tremendously well but you know, I hope your book does super well and I'm sure it'll inspire everyone who reads it. Um, I will put links to the description, I mean, links to the book in the description and on all my sites and how, how can people follow you on social media? I know that, you know, you post a fortune of beautiful stuff. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. When you're in here, so just, just keep your mask on, okay? Okay. 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 I, and well, I have to remind you again about wearing a mask. <laughs> The grouch, the grouch librarian is back. <laughs> Wear your mask while you're alone inside. <laughs> Crazy. Okay, and there's no one six feet around me within six feet distance. Um, yeah. So where Wait. people can find me, um, so I have a website. So, so the website is mainly for my book. It's called livingthroughalchemy.com. So people can go in there to learn about the book and also download. Uh, the first chapter of the book as well, which is for free. Mm -hmm. And um, they can find my social media contacts there. Um, mostly active in Instagram and, and YouTube. <laughs> so I do have a YouTube channel that I talk a little bit about my men life, uh, my personal growth. And uh, Instagram is where I share inspiration from nature, like landscape photos, you know, travel for, uh, travel videos um just yeah the, the that's is my hangout place on instagram mostly and um so I'm, I'm trying to be more active on youtube like we'll stay posting more videos but those are my yeah. two places that people can find me and keep up with my journey of going through the process of alchemy um what's yeah. what's your instagram uh handle um, so my Instagram is called smileyvv05, okay. smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then my YouTube is personal growth through van life. And my website is livingthroughalchemy.com. All right. Awesome. Well, I hope to have you on again soon. And if you're ever in Toronto, please give me a call and uh, I would love to hang out. Yeah, I may go to Toronto next year and I will let you know. <laughs> Sounds good. Right. Thank you for having me here, Shan. It has been my pleasure uh, talking to you and sharing um, this conversation. I yeah. love it. <laughs> it's been wonderful. Thank you for coming. Vivi Thai, everybody. Take care.